Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. I cannot believe we have been married 50 years ago today. On August 19, 1972, I was a senior in college, still finishing a graduate course during the summer of 72. No, that's not a movie. And I couldn't believe that I would let my poor mom be the one who planned and executed and orchestrated the entire wedding. My husband and all of his family were from Alabama, and most of our friends, since we went to the University of Alabama, and that's where I currently was for the summer, and so was my husband. He had one last course to get his full chemistry degree, so to speak, with the American Chemical Society, whatever that means. But we were both in summer school, just having fun, of course, studying, cramming a lot into that one short session. But here was my poor mom back in Clarksville, Missouri, fixing everything for our wedding. We had over 200, maybe 300 guests invited. I can't remember. I just know it was huge for the town. We said half of the town's going to be there, and they were. And we had a restaurant and motel and service station during that time my family owned. So my mother was the restaurant manager, and she decided that that's where the reception would take place. And the wedding would be in our little church where I had grown up. All of the family had. My grandparents had grown up there. And even back on the registers around the turn of the century, I had relatives who were in the Clarksville Christian Church. And that was going to be transformed. She had already gotten one of our friends, Dorothy Barnhart, to be the flower person with the assistance of one of my classmates, Butch Cottrell, longtime friend. And then they had just very few other people helping. And here was my mom setting up the entire dinner for the dinner the night before the rehearsal dinner because my mother-in-law had been recently widowed and my mother-in-law-to-be, that is. And they were just doing their best to even get up there from Alabama. My husband's one brother is blind, and the other one was in the military, but they got to be there. And the rest of this whole ordeal was placed upon my mom to do. And it was all purple, of course. I had a beautiful silk chiffon purple layer over my white dress. The men, groomsmen, all wore purple tuxedo shirts with velvet, can you even imagine, purple tuxedos. And my bridesmaids all had purple dresses, long sleeve, long dresses, all of different colors. And it was the hottest day of the year. A hundred degrees right there in the church with no air conditioning. But mom orchestrated it beautifully. And then we all went up to the reception around the pool. And everybody jumped in in their long dresses and their 
tuxes, and poor mom had to take all the tuxes back that were rented the next day. Anyway, it was a beautiful ordeal for me. But for mom, it was a lot of work. And all she says to this day, my sweet 97-year-old mom says, I really don't know how I did it, except it was a gift of love. It was a work of love. And it really was for my mom. That's what she considered it. She loved planning and organizing, even though she was still managing and running the restaurant through this full time. And we were only able to even close the restaurant for that one night so that we could have our reception there. And when I look back at this, and I think what selfish, little spoiled kids we were, at least I was, that I would allow my mother to do this everything. She did everything. My sister came in for a couple of weeks, and she helped at the last minute with the details. But the church was packed. It was 100 degrees. There was no air conditioning. It was so hot. And yet I remember standing down at the altar, reciting with my husband. I talked him into these vows. And I would say one line, and he would say the other. And we remembered them, and we have said them every one of those 50-plus years later. And besides what the preacher said, of course, and the actual delivery of the wedding, here were our simple vows that we said together, holding hands, looking at one another. I started with, I give to thee in the spirit of love my heart, my soul, my life. And then Bud said, I pledge to thee undying faith and take thee for my wife. And then I said, to always have, to always hold from this day forward on. And he said, united for eternity when life from us is gone. And then together we recited, by giving more than taking and believing when in doubt, may these vows grow stronger still and never be without. And then we both said our love. You know, we wrote those and said them at that time, thinking, oh, these sound really cool. But through the years, we have really grown to love that we did say those vows, along with the traditional part that the pastor threw in. And he even threw in the God part that I wasn't particularly interested in at that time. But I'm so glad that our marriage was sealed by God. Because now that I have my ordination in the past six months and have one wedding that I have already performed, and we met with the other young couple yesterday and getting ready to do theirs in September, and I point blank ask them about their faith. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And he said, well, I don't go to church, but I did as a child every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday. And I said, well, did you resent it? Did you hate it? And he said, no, I actually liked it. And I said, do you still believe what you professed in your faith with Christ? He said, yes, I still believe it. And she said, I would love to go to church too. I have a strong faith, but I don't want to go by myself, kind of looking at him. And so we invited them to go with us, and I pray that they will. But it is just so much better to know that both have a solid cement 
at the middle of their marriage is going to be God, who ordained marriage in the first place, who joins man and woman that none may put asunder, and not us under, but asunder. And the other part of that is knowing that we're like a cord of three strands. In Ecclesiastes, it says, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. If you have one strand, you can often snap it. Two strands, it's stronger. But when you make it into a braided cord with one of those, especially one of those cord parts being Christ, your marriage will last. Every morning, first thing, when Bud and I came to Christ really strongly after our second year of marriage, we always would pray before we went to work, whichever one of us was going earliest that day. We would always pray before we go to bed, and we have kept that up for nearly 50 years. And I truly believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's what has kept our marriage strong, and that's why Yesterday, if you're hearing this on a Sunday or a Saturday, I should say, Friday, August 19th, was the day that we're celebrating 50 years of marriage. I remember my parents and grandparents both on their 50th thinking how old they were. And yeah, I guess that's us now. But we're doing something non traditional. We are driving to Key West, Florida, about five hours, and then to the very tip, another three hours, we are going to have a yacht for the two nights that we're down there, and we're spending the night on a moored yacht in the middle of the water headed toward Cuba, no one else in or on or around the yacht. (gasps) It's kind of scary now that we're thinking about it. They have a water taxi that takes us out there, but what if we have trouble? What if we have a 911 situation? Well, there's always Coast Guard and other sea taxis, I guess, that could come in the middle of the night if you're willing to pay for it. But we're not even thinking about that. We just wanted to spend our 50th totally alone, so we're getting it. And then immediately when we come back, we're flying out to the Seattle airport with mom and my brother, Duke, to meet my sister and all of her family, my two precious nieces. And one of my nieces, Darla, and her husband, Toby, are celebrating 25 years. So we're going to have a big to-do the next night at one of the local Italian eateries, and we're going to celebrate 75 years of marriage. And to think that my mom and dad had 70 years, my sister and her husband 55 years, my other niece and her husband are also celebrating 25 years, and so my brother, who's never been married, says, oh, I definitely believe in the institution of marriage. I just haven't wanted to be institutionalized yet. Well, my friend, no matter how long you have or haven't been married, may God bless you because Jesus says, I will be your husband. I will be your bridegroom. I will be the one who will never leave you or forsake you. I will love you with an everlasting love. Wouldn't you like to be married to him today? It's so simple. Just come to him and confess that you would like to make him Lord of your life and to change your life and to give you new life. And that includes eternal life. If you're really sincere, 
And that's what it's all about, my friends, the everlasting, eternal marriage in Christ. I'm Dr. Pepper, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.